Hello and welcome to Major's Coin Laundry, a piece of cinematic history. It's episode 48 of the American Coin Op podcast. I'm your host and editor of the magazine, Bruce Beggs. In early 2020, Kenny Major's San Fernando, California laundromat played host to the production of Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, an A24 film released last year. The tale featuring a Chinese-American family with a failing laundromat business quickly evolves into a hilarious and big-hearted sci-fi action adventure filled with hot dog fingers, googly eyes, and kick-ass martial artistry. The cosmic flick struck a chord with critics, earning seven Academy Awards, including Best Picture, Best Director, Best Actress, and both Best Supporting Categories. And fans looking to celebrate the movie's success and its uplifting message are making the journey to, you guessed it, Major's Coin Laundry. Let's find out what it all meant for Kenny and his business. Kenny, tell me about your your laundromat, its location, store size, the types of services you offer. Okay, it's a freestanding laundromat, as you've seen in the movie. It doesn't have an apartment building on the roof. (laughs) That was CGI'd. Approximately 2,800 square feet uh, inside. I have 18 top loaders, approximately. Front loaders, two 80-pounders, five 60-pounders. 10 45 pounders, and then I got my Speed Queen front loaders, eight of those, 35 pounds and 45 pounders. Altogether, I think 58 pockets, dryer pockets. So you've got, uh, it's quite a sizable store. Uh, you've got quite a, quite a bit of equipment in, inside of that store. You know, it's three different brands of equipment I have in there. You know, over the years that, that I've decided to go with certain equipment, you know, that I was comfortable with. So Obviously, you're a self-service laundromat. What other services, if any, do you offer? Just self-service, just no, no drop-off. I'm not, I, I'm not a person that can fold laundry. <laughs> That's my, not my thing. The area I'm in is not, not many people call for it or ask for it. Is your store a 24-hour operation? or no. 5 a.m. on weekends till 10 p.m. With last washes at 9 p.m. And then weekdays, 5.30 to 10 p.m. How many attendants, how large is your staff? Besides myself, I have two. So your story is a key set piece for the, what I call a mind-blowing multiversal movie, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, uh, which was released in 2022. And it won Academy Awards in several major categories um, earlier this year. How has that film's Oscar success impacted your business? There's a lot of tourism, (laughs) but I got to turn that into dollars. I'm trying to figure out a way to turn it in because the tourists are not bringing their laundry. A few. My vending machine sales have went up. I noticed that. I said, you know, support a small business, buy something from the vending machine or a laundry bag. So I'm, and there's, they're buying ice cream. Right now, my nephew is working on some artwork to have the front of the laundromat designed with a cartoon, like a drawing, but I'm going to put it on t-shirts, maybe laundry bags. My laundromat's unique. I mean, the, the front, the sign, and coin laundry, and the, the green awning. As soon as you see the image, you're going to know it's from that movie. How were you initially contacted about your, you know, for them asking to use your laundry as a uh, um, shooting location? Just just by chance. The scout location manager, she came in and she said, I'm interested in, we're interested in using a, a laundromat for a movie. So would you be interested? The money's right, yeah, I'll be interested. But so I verified who she was and turns out she was legitimate. And then she said she liked the, the way the laundromat was freestanding. She said she went to like, about five different laundromats, and they really liked the way my laundromat was, you know, freestanding by itself. 
She said a lot of the laundromats here in LA are all in strip malls. I have property on the side where they can put they were use they can use their their crew all the catering and the the crew can park and then they use the other lots down the street. But I had a lot of access to to make it easy for really easy for them easy access. So what was the process then? Um, did they kind of spell out yes. what they were looking for and you you had expectations? How did that work? First of all, I, I she asked if she could take pictures and send it to the directors. I guess to to see it for their approval. And I said, yeah, that's fine. They liked it. And they, then we negotiated a deal. I told him, I said, you got to make it worth my while. You, to close down and lose one customer and that customer goes to another laundromat, they spend 10 bucks a week. That's like about a thousand, close to a thousand dollars a year. Right. So you're not so, talking about just losing that one load. You're, you're worried about losing a regular. I'm losing about losing a regular to another laundromat. They go down to another laundromat. They like it better. And I lose that customer. What, if you pay me enough to where I can put in a new parking lot, <laughs> then I think I'll go, I'll go along with it. They closed me down for six days. Right. Six days. And that was in, um, March of 2020, right before the pandemic lockdown, right when they finished shooting, I think the next day they, they locked everything down. How much money were they willing to pay you for the, uh, for the, you know, to be able to shoot there, um, when they did. I can tell you how much it cost me to put a whole new parking lot in. It was like, Close to $20,000. So you reached a verbal agreement. Then did you have to, Was did lawyers get involved? Did you end up having to sign a contract? The written contracts, agreements, no lawyers involved. Did the agreement specify when they would shoot there? Or? They had, uh, what do you call it, strike days. They had days where I was allowed to remain open while they were setting up. They paid me like half of their, their normal rate. I guess, or they, had, they paid me half of their rate and then... The days that I had to close, they would pay me a full rate. To set up, it took like oh, two days. I, I, I can't remember exactly. Yeah, but they paid me partial, you know, to, to remain open while I was doing laundry, while they could set up all the the wallpapering. The, the, they had to laminate some of the machines to make it look older than they were. I was going to ask you about that. What what physical changes did they did they make to your store for the purposes of, of shooting the picture? They wallpapered my co- the columns, like my... There's my center columns. They wallpapered that. They wallpapered like a panel and then they nailed it to it. So, and I still have them. A lot of their own coin laundry signs. They use a lot of my own signs also. Sounds like they didn't have to do a tremendous amount of work. They told me when I, when I signed the contract, they said, you cannot change anything because we like it just the way it is. Right. <laughs> so you mentioned them. They shot their six days. Was that, was your business down, closed, effectively closed for six days? That was, you know, six days of, I was completely closed. Was it a closed set where, you know, people weren't just allowed to walk around? They had a lot of security. There was, I didn't think they had any issues because the crew, and I'm pretty well known in the community. So the crew, somebody would come to me and said something, uh, I would have, you know, all the neighbors and, you know, some were looking off from a distance. It was pretty safe. Were you present most of the time they were shooting or did, did you feel like you needed to be there? Was it a requirement that you were there or, or you know, at least able to be contacted? I told the the location manager, I need to be here at all times or my tenant needs to be here at all times because a broken water hose can mean a disaster for you guys <laughs> in a matter of minutes. And, you, and, and who's going to be the quickest to turn it off or something with all this electrical and power lines you got coming in through here. So at one point I might've been in a way and they're like, I was sitting in one of the, the wrong chair, somebody's chair. And I get a text message that says, Kenny, you're in the so-and-so's chair. If you don't mind, can you, you want to go down the street and if we, we'll call you if we need you? And I was like, 
No, <laughs> this is a working laundromat. A broken hose will flood the laundromat in a minute. Either me or my tenant were on uh, all hours when there was their crews there. Because sometimes they were walking on top of the machines to oh. hang up from the ceiling. And I'm like, no, you guys, you cannot walk in the center of the machines. If you're going to stand up there, you got to stand on the, on the corner on the edges. Or by the bulkheads, there's water lines, you know, the water lines going from the water valves to the, to the hose. So some of the crews were getting pretty close to stepping on the water hose that goes to the water valve. I'm like, you guys don't understand. If you guys step on that water, it's plastic. It's going to crack the water hose. You're going to have a flood. <laughs> so make sure to look where you guys are walking. Correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like you learned a lot about movie production, but they may have learned a lot about a laundromat and how it works and where to step and not to step, right? Right, right, right. So then when they were like in one of the scenes, they were hanging up wallpaper or something. And I, or actually the set designers were setting up things and they were standing on the machine. So I was like, no, you guys here, stand on the two by four across the, the, the machine. And then you can, then you can stand and it supports your weight evenly. I have all my, my timers, my computer <laughs> in the center of the machine. And if you guys put some weight in the middle, it's going to, you know, don't, I don't want that to happen. So For their safety, but, but also for the inner workings of your equipment, because you've got a business to run after they leave. They finished shooting at 12 a.m. on a, I don't remember the day of the week. They finished, must, I think it was a Friday. They finished shooting at 12 a.m. And I had to open up at 5 a.m. the next morning. They didn't have the cleaning crew come by to because they were going to have cleaning crew coming a little bit later on in the afternoon. I was like, so I had, I had to pull an all-nighter getting things ready to, to open up in the morning. So I was there from 12 to 5 a.m. Because they put like a rust paint on the folding tables. They made the folding tables like kind of like an orange color, like an old style, like a 70s laundromat. So when I put my hand across it, all the paint came off of my hand. I was like, oh, that's oh, not no. So I had to clean all the folding tables. My assumption is is that they would return your laundry to the condition that it was found in when they were finished with it. Did did that not happen? Not right because they didn't have somebody at five a.m. and I had to open at five a.m. So yeah. I had they gave me a deposit because of that and the cleanup I had to do so they didn't get all their the hundred percent of their deposit back. Oh, I gotcha. <laughs> hey, I know there was one scene in the movie uh, Michelle Yeoh's character Evelyn breaks a front plate glass window with a baseball bat. Did they replace that window? You know, did that was that a special effect? Okay, yeah, it was uh, sugar, I guess they call it sugar glass. They took out my old window, they put the sugar glass in, and then they, but when they replaced it, I said, because it had somebody graffiti, some uh, ed, like etching in, it was scratched, like, and I was like, can you replace them all? <laughs> right. <laughs> but they gave me a new glass for that one. Were you able to meet and spend any time with the uh, film's actors, Michelle Yeoh, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, Kiwi Kwan, uh, Stephanie Shu? Yeah, I, I met them all. I talked to them all. Michelle Yeoh was sitting there and I was like, my daughter had a, a concert. I showed her like video of my daughter playing violin. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. I was FaceTiming my wife and I said, look, there's Jamie Lee Curtis. And I showed him. I said, do you want to say hi to Jamie Lee Curtis? And they're like, what? <laughs> so I went up to Jimmy and said, Jimmy, will you say hi to my family on a FaceTime call? And he's like, hey, guys. But uh, Ki Kwan, right? Ki Kwan is from Indiana Jones and Goonies. And I was like, wow, that movie had an impact. I think I even made my daughter watch Goonies when she was younger. I was like, you got to see this movie. You don't. <laughs> <laughs> when Ki was there, I was like, I insisted to get a picture with them. I was like, you don't understand like what Goonies had an impact on my life. I mean... 
I got you. You can't say no. I got. I I don't think I would have let him say no. <laughs> I wish I would have got more pictures with <laughs> some of the rest of the cast. I asked, and they're like, I kind of like we're not allowed to. It costs a lot of money to make a movie, and they're trying to get everything they need to get done in a short amount of time. You could tell they were on a time constraint. They were like they were. It was a well-oiled chain the way they worked. The production, the staff, the crew. A few minutes here and there, it costs a lot of money. I mean. One time a dryer, they wanted a dryer running, right? And it was, I called it, it has like the roller went out. Well, it was kind of flat on. So it's a tunk, 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 tunk. So I was like, I can fix it and take me about five minutes. They're like, are you sure it's going to take you five minutes? It's like, this is what I do. So I, I had it done and ready in five minutes. And then it was running smoothly. You were talking about the, the cast and the crew. You know, at the point when perhaps they were the busiest, how many people were around in and around your laundry while the shooting was taking place are we talking close to 100 probably well i don't know they had like the whole side street on the side of my business they had that whole street with all their production trucks they rented another lot down the street also they had another lot that i was i didn't even know because i yeah it was a big production were you given the opportunity to appear in the movie or, or maybe um, have a prop or a personal item placed um, in a scene? I asked, and I was like, can I, do you want me to be an extra? And they're like, if you want to? And I, and I was like, no, I, I'm not good on camera. No, forget it. Now I wish I would have. <laughs> Talking about the film, um, obviously you've seen it. I mean, you saw it in theaters, right? They had a pre-release date, and I saw it the day before it was released in all theaters, I guess. And, and while there's some wildly fantastical elements to it, it's really out there. At its heart, I think it's a story about uh, love and devotion on a personal level. Did you draw any parallels between the married couple in the movie and you and your wife? Yeah, a lot. A lot of the scenes, they had a little daughter running around the laundromat. Another scene, they had Stephanie was, fight, uh, was fighting with her mom and she was running out to the car and... I think all the cast and crew were outside because they had a different angle. They were filming her running out of the laundromat. And then she'd come back in, like, all emotional. And then she, they would do another take. I had, like, started, like, crying. I was like, she saw it like I was getting emotional. And I was like, well, that just triggered a lot of your uh, 26 years of being here, raising my daughter in this laundromat. You could, you just triggered something. And she just, like, nodded her head, yes, like, I know. For those laundromat owners who are approached about TV and or movie production um, opportunities, so on the business side of it, you know they're ta- they're approached about an opportunity, somebody wanting to use their store. What tips would you have for them? I mean, what what should they be careful of? What should they make sure that they take care of to make sure that they're protecting their business and their their own interests? Somebody else told me you should ask for eight plus overtime. Anything after eight hours is double time. You got to figure out, okay, you're going to take the risk of closing and losing one customer to another laundromat. You got to weigh the risk. So you're going to get your customers back. I think I asked for like a $500 compensation to give coupons to my customers when they pulled up. I gave them a coupon for a free wash for the next time when, they, when the things are done, they can come back and get a free wash. Takes years to gain a customer, takes seconds to lose one. Would you do it again? Knowing what you know, the experience that you went through, it sounds like it was very positive. Would you do it again? I'd definitely do it again, but the price would be a little bit higher. How does it feel to have your laundromat be part of cinematic history? Probably the most famous laundromat in the world now. <laughs> I don't know. Your laundry will show up on one of those maps they sell on Hollywood street corners of famous movie locations. 
the tour bus, they can bring the they can, they can bring their laundry. <laughs> Our May print edition prominently features Kenny and his laundry, including photos of the store and of the movie's production. Everything Everywhere All at Once, rated R, is available from various streaming outlets or can be purchased on DVD or Blu-ray. The American Coin-Op Podcast is a production of American Trade Magazine's LLC in Chicago. Music is written by Nazar Ryback and provided by Hook Sounds. Our podcasts are available free at our website, AmericanCoinOp.com, and you can consult The Wire, our weekly e-newsletter, to learn about future episodes. Also, be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter to stay informed about the podcasts, along with news and information from around the industry. For the American Coin Op Podcast, this is Bruce Beggs saying your cycle is up. <laughs>